Hey, <laughs> the con, ah, the content king is back, man. I'm back here. All right, so <laughs> I recorded the last pod, the the little Eastern Conference preview at like two. I've had about like six more mimosas, so I'm I'm pretty lit. But I'm gonna get through the pod. It's gonna be a great pod. By the way, funny story. Not really a funny story, just a scary story. Dude, <laughs> after I recorded the last podcast, I'm not kidding, the mute button was beeping. And the whole time, I upload the whole podcast, everything, and I look at my mute button and it's beeping. And I said, bro, if I release that bomb-ass podcast and it's just muted, I'm not doing the podcast anymore for the rest of my life. And it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I'm still here, baby. All right, so we're going to hop into the Western Conference. Y'all know what it is, man. The pod God is back again and again and again. I dropped three episodes in two days. Can y'all respect the fucking content I'm giving y'all? The people that actually listen, like, can y'all respect it? Honestly, I'm out here making time two hours out of my fucking Sunday off to give y'all content. And it's like, it's a hundred people listening. And if you re-listen, thank you. But like my statistics are showing on SoundCloud, it's weird. I don't get that many views. I get like 40, 50. On Spotify, I get like 70. So I guess people like the bigger platforms because they pay for it. Anywho, it does not matter. Uh, we're gonna get straight into it, man. Western Conference. We're gonna go one versus eight. Portland. The story of the bubble is Portland, man. Dame Lillard. Once again, these, I'm going to burp this whole podcast. It's a burping pod. Fuck it. You know, I got all these names for my podcast, burping pod right now. Um, so basically, man, Dane Lillard is a story of the bubble. Like, let's be real. He has been thrashing everybody. He, averaged, he had 154 points last year games for the Grizzlies game and ended up leading them to the playoffs. Hey, Somebody on this dude, somebody came on my podcast and said they weren't making the playoffs. We're not gonna hold people. I don't hold people accountable on this pod, guess. Um, but some somebody on this pod said that Portland wasn't making the playoffs. That dude, whoever said that shit, he ain't welcome on the pod no more. Okay, because obviously me, I said that they were making. No, I said they weren't making. Okay, didn't work out well. But I mean, y'all, y'all realize that. <laughs> It's not a ridiculous take, but a guy just happened to average 50 fucking points for three straight games and make me look like an idiot. He heard me too. Yes, Dame, I will put respect on your fucking name, dude. Please, Jesus. All right, but when it comes to this Lakers series, you're not. You're forewarned. <laughs> Gentleman sweep. Who's Garden Braun? Who? Name a guy. Name one of his best. Name Melo, please. Go ahead. Name him. Go ahead. Oh, and also, no one's talking about who's guarding AD. I had Hassan Whiteside in my uh, on my friend in my franchise's jersey for like four years. He doesn't know how to move side to side. He can jump straight up. That's it. That's all. Who's guarding AD? Y'all have like no answer. Narkic? Come on now. Like let let's get real, man. You know what I mean? Like let's. Stop playing, man. We know this. And defensively, it's it's not close. I don't think people understand how bad Portland was defensively. 
They were worse than the 76ers without arguably Defensive Player of the Year, Ben Simmons, who didn't get a vote, which is preposterous. Sad to see. They were worse than Brooklyn with no starters. They were worse than New Orleans. They were worse than the Wizards on defense. Okay? In the bubble. Like, we're talking about an all-time horrible defense here. Like, we really are. Like, we're, we're talking about... They don't... John Morant went for 35 in his first meaningful game of his whole career. We can talk about Dame all we want, scoring and stuff, but if we're being... If we're going to be real basketball fans, are we, are we going to really talk about this defense? Do y'all want to talk about it? Because y'all can shit on James Harden all y'all want, James Harden all you want, but who's... I think James Harden a better defender than uh, Mr. Lillard. Just saying that. LA is going to clamp him, man. I, I don't see anybody scoring, but Dame. I think I think uh, CJ. I think they're going to put Danny Green on CJ. I could be totally wrong about that. He may be put out on Dame. It depends on how uh, Frank Bogle likes the player, right? To me, I'm the guy that's like. When LeBron played the Warriors in 2015, let that dude go for 50. But we've seen in the bubble that doesn't work because TJ Warren keeps dropping 38, 35, 50, and one dude can't beat you. When when it comes down to somebody dropping 50, you have to realize that they, they drop 120 during the game. One guy, not a duo, one guy scoring half their points, that's them scoring on virtually – one out of every two possessions that you play the game of basketball, and that's hard to come back from. You know, when somebody drops 60 and 50, I don't know. I think they put Danny Green on CJ to take out the second option is what I'm saying. Would you Would you rather a second option go for 25 when you know Dame is getting his 30 and make it hard for him, or would you rather Dame have a hard time getting 45 and have CJ dropping 19? You know, that's a that's a coaching decision. I would rather have CJ locked up, but in the bubble. And it wasn't like the uh, the the Blazers were playing elite teams and they're winning these games. Let's be real here. You know, um, this series is not going to be as close as people think. It's not. The hype with Dame is over exaggerated. This the most they get is two. It's a it's a five game. It's a five game series, man. They don't play no defense. Lakers are a great defensive team. They haven't shown in the bubble. They can't guard the three. But they're still, I don't know. It doesn't seem like an even series to me. I think the Blazers are healthy. They can make some noise. I don't see them being that competitive with the Lakers. They can be competitive in five games. You know what I mean? There's that, comp- like, may- lose by six every game. But, you know, you get outscored by 27 in a series. It's pretty bad. People think this Kuz bubble thing also. I don't know what the fuck is up with that. Kuzma has not been hooping that bad. Like, I said this in the group chat. I said, man, Kuz in the bubble been hooping while he's talking about it. I went and looked. He was not hooping. He was not hooping. Y'all go look. I think the first four games he averaged like 12, 15 points like he always did. Then when LeBron started sitting out, AD started taking games off, he started hooping. And that's what happens with role players. Fucking Karis Levert's out here hooping too, man. He ain't got nobody around him, of course. And I think I think that Karis Levert is a very good player, but he ain't no 30 point per game guy. Fuck out of here. So they win easily to me. Then we got OKC versus Houston. No Westbrook, which means 
this is a bigger impact than people are talking about. It, people like literally, let's be real. They brushed that shit to the side when it came out. And I don't know why. I don't I don't get it. Dude, they're losing a top 10 player in the NBA. They have no paint presence. Who's their paint presence without without Russ? Jeff Green? PJ Tucker's gonna sit in that fucking corner till the day he dies. He's been sitting in a corner since he played at Texas, apparently. Like, they have no prolific paint presence like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was quote unquote their center because he had all their paint points. Defensively he ain't playing center, obviously. But he was a drive guy. They have no mid-range now, no mid-range game, which is huge in that offense when it comes to their pick and rolls, ISOs, like all that. It just brings a different level. In OKC's perimeter defense, man, it's ridiculous. They got Shea Gilgis Alexander and Chris Paul. Shea Gilgis Alexander, yo, me. <laughs> me saying that name when I'm a little lit. Hey, that's fire. <laughs> I'm in for this shit. Anyways, Shea Gilgis Alexander, man, I'm telling you, he will be in an all defensive team by year four. That's two years away. Two, three years away. Like, he will be on an all defensive team every year of his career after that because he'll get the recognition he deserves. And they have so many bodies to throw at Harden. Shea uh, is a perfect matchup for him. SGA is a perfect matchup for Harden. He's a link. His link. His link. Uh, his lengthiness and his length and his arms and all that shit. He can move well. He's tall. You know, he's very athletic. He's a very good matchup. Do I think Harden's going to drop 35 a game? Yeah, probably. But I also think playoff Harden's a real thing. Uh, I think he underperforms in playoffs. I do. And there's a difference, man. There's a difference with how he does it. Because you're not going to get the foul calls you want, mostly in the bubble. But I think there will be a helping hand with the refs not having fans. Because if to me, you're naive to think that refs don't react with the crowd or oppose the crowd to be rebellious and be the star of the show. Do you remember Crawford... Um, Sorry, tapping the pin. What the fuck? Danny Crawford? What was his name? The ref. NBA ref. I'm, I'm Googling. NBA ref. Somebody out there is going, his name was this Joey Crawford. That dude? Holy shit, bro. That guy would try to steal the show sometimes, you know? So there's still refs like that. There's still refs like that. But I, I just think that the reason why Harden does not get the benefit of the doubt in the playoffs is because he doesn't get those foul calls, man. And because they missed 27 threes in a row. He should have went in the finals. He should have. That that series, and it's a CP3 revenge series, man. And I think that shit's going to be fire. I think the CP3 revenge, people kind of hate on, um, kind of hate on CP3. I don't know why. They say he's not clutch and shit. Individually, he's clutch. Like individually, in individual moments, he is clutch. He's very clutch in individual moments. I think that his playoff resume has been underwhelming because he played for the Hornets so long, right? And then he played with a young Blake Griffin and young DeAndre Jordan, and people expected him with that roster to boost it. But when you only get a couple years of prime Blake Griffin and he gets hurt every year and Chris Paul gets hurt, it's kind of shitty. It's kind of... Chris Paul had one of those careers where it was kind of... It wasn't like Steve Nash, man. He's better than Steve Nash. I'm sorry. Steve Nash had Amari 
and Dirk. And he had a pick and roll offense where it was built around him. And Amari was healthy a lot of the time, averaging 27, 28 at power four. They just couldn't get it done because Steve Nash don't play no damn defense. He couldn't guard another guard. Chris Paul is one of the best point guard defenders ever. Literally ever. He's still one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. It's fucking old as shit. Another reason I'll see the Rockets winning the the three point per the three point percentage uh, defense for uh, OKC at their third in the league. And if I asked you who's a top, let let's name who has a better three point percentage out of these two teams, you're going to go Houston, right? Nah, Houston is twenty fourth in the NBA in three point percentage. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That 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 is a crazy stat to me. Just because they shoot it so much. And you'd be like, well, it's the attempts. Yeah, but at the same time, wouldn't you think they would shoot less if they were that bad at it and try to get, like, you know, open ones? And I think that's the whole thing with their system. It entitles uh, role players to become green light happy. I see Ben Macklemore out there shooting step back threes. Like, what the fuck is happening? This is 2020. Ben Macklemore is hitting step back threes. Daniel House. Didn't, I think he was an AM alum as well. It just like, I mean, damn. I'm not saying, I know Big Mac went to Kansas. I'm just saying as well as in, I, I know where they go. Man, y'all, y'all testing the b-ball knowledge? <laughs> the fuck? Don't, don't, don't test me. Don't test me, buddy. Come on now. All right, so I think, I think OKC wins that in six or seven. I think it's going to be a good, I think it's going to be a very good series. I just don't, I'm going through my notes. I just don't see it being as good as people think it is. I don't. Uh, the worst series in the West is Denver versus Jazz, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it as a series. I'm saying it as an entertainment standpoint. This may be the best series we get in the first round. This looks. This seems like a seven game series easily. We got this. Is going to be the slowest nineteen. It's not even nineteen nineties. It's not. This is going to be the slowest fucking series of all time. It's going to be fucking walk it up the court. Don't get in your offense until 12 seconds left on the damn shot clock, man. Unless it's a Donovan Mitchell ISO. Jokic versus Gobert is an interesting matchup to me. Uh, I like it a lot. I really do. It's it's They they counter each other, not just because like defense versus offensive guy. No shit. Rudy Gobert ain't got no offense, and Jokic ain't got no defense. Like, to me... Jokic is a guy, the reason they'll never win a championship with him as their best player is be, name like who are guys that you think can win a championship, correct? They do do both sides of the floor. Or they're not going to get, I would say they don't have a pure weakness on one side of the floor. James Harden, you can talk shit about his defense, but when he tries to play defense, y'all watch some like late fourth quarters you understand that the Rockets have a top five, top six, somewhere in that range. I have it here. I'm not going to look to my notes just because it's on the pod. But hey, let's look. They have a top tier. Um, their defensive rating is in the top of the bubble. What the fuck? Dude, my notes are all over the place. But, yeah, like, they're all over the bubble. They're all over the place. What the fuck is happening? Anyways, my notes are all over the place. Yeah, they're top tier in the bubble when it comes to – um, defensive efficiency. The Rockets are, and I'm not saying that's because of Harden, 
But if you think a guy, oh, it's right here. I'm a dumbass. My drunk ass. They're number seven in the bubble. They're above the Clippers, the Miami Heat. Like, bro, you're talking about some elite defensive teams. And they're up there because James Harden is giving effort on defense now, man. It's just a fact. He is. And you can shit on him all you want, but he's 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 balling out of it. He ain't got a big weakness. Uh, Russell Westbrook doesn't have a weakness. Like, we're talking about players that can win championships. They don't have, like, a huge weakness on their side of the floor. Jokic does. He cannot keep up with anybody. And they're just going to pick and roll switch him to death. You know? And that's that's their go-to. I don't think they have anybody to guard Donovan Mitchell either. Jamal Murray, maybe. But he's a little kid. That dude's as tall as I am, dead ass. Like, he's 6'3", I'm 6'2". He's out there guarding Donovan Mitchell? I don't think so. Monte Morris? No, I don't think so. But yeah, this series, I see the Denver Nuggets winning because I think Michael Porter will be the difference. We're talking about a guy who has deserved starter minutes since he became healthy. I think what happened was they were not convinced he was healthy. And if you watch Nuggets games, man, it is bad. It's as if they don't want that, that dude to ball. I'm not saying they're playing keep away from Michael Porter Jr. I'm saying it's a it's revolved around Jokic. Like they had this this chunky fucking Fruit Loops toucan nosed fuck out here running point. This this honey bun eating motherfucker out here running point guard. All right. This guy and Lil Debbie are getting it on. And they don't let Michael Porter do his thing. They made him a spot-up shooter, but when he gets to rock and he got minutes, he has been hooping, man. He has been hooping. They need to embrace that him and Bo Bo are the future of that franchise. And they could trade Jokic for an arm and a leg to build around them, and they're not going to. You don't do that. You don't you don't trade away star players in the NBA. Unless you're the Cavs and have LeBron. You know, trade away Kyrie for wait, hold on. Undetected login attempt. This wasn't. All right, dude. On the pod just now, an Instagram guy tried to hack my account. Hold on. Holy shit. Breaking news. Live on the pod. Holy shit, dude. I'm not kidding. This dude in Russia. That's Russian shit. What is happening? I'm trying. Hold on. Let me change my password. Holy shit. This is hilarious. Wow. Submit. Well, live on the pod. Just my Instagram got hacked. Haven't used it in a year. Anyways, back to what I was saying. All right. Reel it in. Get back on track. That was crazy. I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> that was nuts. This series just seems like a... Like, I'm not kidding. I could go without seeing this series. I really could. Uh, but like I was saying, you don't trade star players. They traded Kyrie for Mickey Mouse. Like, I don't want to see Isaiah Thomas out there with fucking Braun. I don't care if he wants out. You don't trade him. It's just like what they did to Porzingis in New York. And then you're going to give Porzingis away. He's going to be a top 15 player next year because, he, oh, he recovered from his ACL. Now he's healthy, dude. 
That means he can be a top 15 player. I hate how people rank players. It makes no fucking sense. And that's a perfect segue to the next series. L.A. versus Mavs, man. The Clips versus the Mavs. The Mavericks, man. Y'all want to talk about bad defensive teams? You know how I said Denver was last in the bubble? Dallas is second worst in the bubble, all right? They're the second worst team in the bubble with defense, defensive rating. And 18 games now, or is it 19 now? They've lost within five points. And that is a bad sign in the playoffs when you're going against Kawhi Leonard, okay? Let me tell you that. When you're going against Kawhi Leonard and it's a five-point game, you're fucking dead. He is the undertaker. He's grabbing your throat. He's choke slamming you off the cage. You're dead. All right? I, I see this series being entertaining. I think it goes six max, man. I think it goes six max. I really do see a five-game series. I think Luka's going to have a very inefficient day. He has a he, He's going to have a lot of inefficient days. And the one game they win, he's going to drop He's gonna drop a triple-double probably every game, for being real. The only way they win the series, right, is if Luka and Porzingis are the two best players on the floor, but the best player on the floor being Porzingis. Call me crazy. Because that is the biggest mismatch on the floor, other than whoever is guarding Paul George. Because, man, let me tell you, Kawhi can get guarded by anybody. Dorian Finney-Smith. Luca, I don't whoever is guarding Paul George is the biggest mismatch on the floor because they don't have a second guy to do that. It's gonna be Steph Seth Curry out there. And then when Lou comes in the game, who is guarding Lou Williams as their third primary score? You're gonna have three mismatches on the floor already. Kawhi is gonna be a mismatch already on offense. It I'm talking about like the bigger mismatch is gonna be the other two guys. The other two guards. All right? So Porzingis has to hoop. Like Porzingis, the thing is, the reason why it's not as big as a advantage for the Mavericks as it would be for the Lakers is because Porzingis is not a back-to-the-basket hook shot guy. He's kind of a jab, step, shoot threes, beat you off the dribble, beat you off cuts. You know what I mean? He's not the most developed down low. Uh, so I think it's going to be a harder series for him to you know just get off. You know, I just see this series not going how Mavs fans want it to go. Hate to say it. I I don't think Mavs fans, I think they have hope that they have a chance. You know, I think they know they have a slim chance, but a chance in the least. But it's not going to be as close as y'all think, man. I hate to shit on y'all's parade or whatever. It's not going to be as close as y'all think. It's not. So with the winners, it's going to be what? The Clippers versus the Nugs. And the Thunder versus the motherfucking Lakers, man. So with the the Lakers and the Thunder, ah, I don't know. It's uh, it's not a toss up. I think the Lakers win. I think it's gonna be a very tough series, though. I do see a scenario where Anthony Davis gets Steven Adams in trouble, foul trouble, pretty early in the game, and it's going to make him steal a game from him, get a big lead, they don't be able to recover. 
the Lakers had made me question them after they lost Avery Bradley. And I didn't think Avery Bradley was a as big as of a uh, I think I thought it was a big loss, but I didn't think he is that tier of player to think that it changes their team, but it has. Right? It seems as though they've already had defensive problems all year. People aren't talking about that. But Avery Bradley kind of covers up some of them, you know, because he can clamp up, man. He was really locking up <laughs> Paul George, Kawhi, Lou, all them. Like he was, he can guard. The thing is, is that it's not about his individual talent. It is, but it isn't, right? It's about how many guys you can throw him on. It's about having the having a guy to give LeBron a rest on defense. It's it's letting Bron guard. Marcus Marquis, where the fuck is on the Clippers? Morris out there instead of having to guard Kawhi and Paul George, because that does matter. Because the offense is going to matter more. Shit, a fully fully energized Braun is having a hard time scoring on Kawhi. Imagine a tired guy. You know what I mean? So that series, I think the Lakers win four two, maybe four one. I don't know. It's going to be close, right? Um, I got five minutes left of recording, so I'm gonna go ahead and flip this over to the uh the second side of the pod. Let me uh stop recording. I'll be right back, man. I'll be right back. All right, back again, man. So that that's the one thing with uh OKC and LA that I do not like is he's not out there to guard Shea and Chris Paul. I know Danny Green's out there and shit like that. It's just not enough. And the Lakers Lakers depth. Like I, I talked about depth on the Eastern Conference pod, it doesn't matter to me, but at a certain, to a certain extent, it does. When does LeBron had depth? Let's be real, man. Miami, maybe. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he had depth in Miami either. <laughs> he had random guys show up, and y'all have to stop doubting LeBron James because y'all been doing this shit for about. Not 17. Y'all endowed him 17 years. Because when he came out of high school, he was a god to y'all. And then y'all had the audacity to, like, put these limitations on for some reason. Can't be the GOAT, da-da-da. And y'all got to realize, man, this dude has done more with nothing. He is the Tom Brady of the NBA. He's done more with nothing than anybody has of all time. And you can't tell me that is different. You can bring up Russell Westbrook without KD. Cool. I'm talking about longevity with doing that shit, man. And this is what I'm trying to tell y'all. Stop disrespecting my man. Pause. Because every time this guy has had a legit number two, when has he lost a finals? Tell me, man. Tell me when he's lost the finals. Kyrie? Yes, he lost to the Juggernaut Warriors, which is probably the most talented team ever and will go down as probably the best team of all time. Period. They didn't have the longevity of the Bulls, but I tell you what, if they showed up this season, who are you picking? They show up next season, who the fuck are you picking? Stop playing with me, man. Stop playing with that shit. And y'all gonna crown Kawhi because he beat a hat, he beat the fucking JV roster. Like the Warriors actually had a chance to win that series if they win that game six. But they, I'm not saying they probably do, would do, wouldn't do. They give themselves a better chance if Clay's out there who was scorched and y'all can like game six Clay in a thing too. Stop playing, man. Stop playing with Braun's name because it's like 
it doesn't piss me off anymore because I think you just look like a clown. Like, you really do. Like, why are you... What is there to hate on that man about now? What? What are you hating on? You said he wasn't clutch. You said he couldn't win. He rejuvenated the fucking Lakers franchise who hadn't made the fucking playoffs in seven straight years. Comes in, easy, big money. If he was healthy last year, they had the fucking four seed before he got hurt. What are we talking about when we talk about LeBron? Like, let's get that shit straight. I did... I have to open that up because, like, y'all got to stop it. Y'all act like every time LeBron has a little bump in the road, y'all act like he has to go 82-0 and or 72-10. and He has a little bump in the road in the bubble where he doesn't give a flying fuck. You're acting like he's not going to come out versus Portland game one and drop 35-9-10. and Stop playing with that man. He's in the Western Conference Finals, and let me just tell you, he's going to the Finals. Anyways, Clippers versus Denver. This series is going to be trash. I mean, this series is dog shit. I don't even want to talk about this series, honestly. I don't... The West, in like, um, entertainment-wise, without Russell Westbrook, I'm sorry, is not as fun. Because if you think Russ ain't about to go with Chris Paul and talk some shit, you're nuts. And that would have been fun to see. Entertainment-wise, it's just Clippers versus Denver? Like, come on, man. And I do think Paul George is dog shit in the playoffs, and that's one of the dudes. Like, I'm not saying he's not a great player. He is. There's a lot of great players that don't play good in the playoffs. James Harden is one. (laughs) Paul George is another. It's just how they play. They don't – they're – for somehow, the thing is – Paul George's play play style actually goes well with the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, James Harden's doesn't. He's a volume shooter that doesn't play defense and tries to get free throws. Paul George is a a smooth-ass mid-range three-point. He can score all three levels, and he plays defense, but he just plays bad. So this Denver series is going to be ass. I think the Clippers went in six. Six. Uh, I think the, the Clippers have more... More issues than people are talking about. I'll say that. I think they have more issues than people are talking about. Uh, And that LeBron game without Lou, you can say without Lou, whatever. I don't care. Like I said, it goes deeper than just one player being out. It just showed me a lot of what that, the disadvantages that team has, you know? And the, the emotion LeBron has towards the Clippers, how bad he wants to beat them. To be the king of LA, you know. So I have. It's just not. I don't want to talk about the Clippers versus the Nuggets, man. I'm sorry, I don't. It's my podcast. I'll talk about what I fucking want to talk about. This is gonna be a blowout. Who the fuck is guarding Kawhi? Jamal Murray, sit your little ass down. Who is guarding Paul George? Will Barton? His last name is Barton. Get the fuck out of here, dude. They're getting killed. The only reason I think OKC has a chance is because they can clamp against the, the Lakers. I don't think they can win the series. I think they – because I think the thing is now there's it's this narrative other than people that know ball. Like the national narrative is this thing that – the okay, so we had this, right? We're, we're LAC versus – LA versus LA is the most predictable thing ever. I got LeBron going to the finals, but I'm going to break it down. Don't worry. We had this thing where like – a LeBron team is going to be over, 
overanalyze more than any team, correct? So we, we talk about their defense and this and that. A fully healthy Clippers team gave up 130 points with Kawhi playing to fucking the Brooklyn Nets. And y'all want to talk about some defensive issues. When they got two of the best perimeter, maybe the two premier that they have, no, three with Pat Bev, he hadn't been playing. But they have three of the best, if not the best, perimeter defenders in the NBA. You know? And I know I said, but you just said that the Lakers didn't care, but man, let's be real. Come on, there's a difference. You know there is. Because Kawhi's out there playing 38 minutes going to beat by the Nets. Padres out there playing 38 minutes going to beat by the Nets. It's also funny because they colluded against LeBron. They got what they wanted. And the fucking Portland Trailblazers are going to get beaten five. All right. So I got LA versus LA, man. And this is where the real Braun show is. If you don't like Braun, bro, turn this shit off, man. You've come this far. Just turn it off. It's LA versus the Heat in the finals. Los Angeles Lakers versus the Heat in the finals. And you're like, bro, you said it's a LeBron podcast and the Heat podcast. How biased are you? Let's be real, man. Like, on the Eastern side of things, y'all tell me that the Heat can't make it to the finals? Like, honestly. Come on now. Come on now. I know like, y'all haven't watched it like I have, but still, come on now. Anyways, LA versus LA. Kawhi versus Braun. This is the difference, though. It's not Kawhi versus Braun, man. I think LeBron has a hard time against Kawhi, but let's not forget. I know Lou was out. LeBron scored 16 points and they beat the Clippers. You can have LeBron on his worst night. If you think he's in the playoffs and he scores 15 points, come on now. If you think LeBron, I want to look it up. I don't I have I don't have it on me cuz I'm just talking and talking, I haven't researched all this shit. I want to know the last time LeBron didn't score 20 points in a playoff game. I really do. I want to know that he didn't play 35, 30 minutes at least. I want to know because that doesn't happen. Against Kawhi, he exposed him in the Spurs series. He was young. You know, he's a young puppy, but we anoint him the king of the NBA because he had a championship at the same, at the, the next year after that, right? But he was young when LeBron beat him. These are all the narratives we deal with as LeBron fans. Kawhi, though, he has uh, two championships and two finals MVPs, man. But but when Braun beat him, he was a young kid, though, right? When LeBron dropped 35 on his head, 37 on his head in Game 7 and hit the game-winning shot over him. Yeah, but you're right. That's a whole other narrative shift. And when Paul George doesn't show up, right, when he I'm predicting this, he does not show up against the Lakers. I've seen it too much. Put it in stone, honestly. He will not show up in the big games versus the Lakers. He better hope Kawhi leads him to a 2-0 lead in that fucking series or they're going to be done. They're going to be dead in the water. They're going to be praying he shows up. Kawhi's going to be over here shooting 37 shots. Right? And what we've seen from Kawhi is that he's not good with another elite player as a guard already. Because if you watch the Clippers, there's nights Paul George has 30 in the first half and has 34 at the end of the game because Kawhi gets tunnel vision at the end of the game. That game against the Lakers in March just reminded me 
about like how different LeBron is than any other superstar with another superstar, as in with a one-two punch. And people don't give Jordan the credit he deserves. They call him a ball hog and shit because he averaged 30-something points every fucking year of his career. But that dude passed his ass off. Very high IQ. He let Scotty get his. Back in the day, you have to realize, Scotty averaged, I think, 20 for his career and averaged 20 throughout the years he played with Jordan. 20 as your number two when your number one is hitting 36 a game. You have to realize that's 56 points from two players in an era where you're averaging probably 98 points per game tops. And it just shows Kawhi, Kawhi has, I think, one or two career triple doubles. <laughs> and that, that doesn't make you a player. That just shows his lack of passing. Like, he, he is not a passing guy, you know? And I think that's going to come into... It's gonna gonna end up being a bad deal for the Clippers when that happens. I think it is, and I think when LeBron comes down the floor, he has dude. People really sit down and watch the games and think that LeBron is trying to prove something to them, right? LeBron is gonna have no problem with doing a pick and roll on Kawhi every time and switching with Lou Will on him. He won't. He's gonna sit there like he did against Steph Curry in the finals. J.R. Smith, come here, okay. Steph Curry's guarding me. Rack ball. Rack ball. Lay up, lay up, lay up. He's going to do that like he did in March. Y'all forget that game in March, man. That was a Western Conference field game, man. He also had Avery Bradley drop 24 for him. 28, something like that. But remember that Danny Green dropped 30 at the beginning of the year the first time they played. Right? So LeBron will have that dude show up. This is going to be a seven-game series, though. It's this is going to come down to LeBron versus Kawhi game seven. It is, but I also think the biggest mismatch on that floor is AD versus anybody they have. It's different if they had even a substantially decent defender down there. Montrezl Harrell is six eight. This tells LeBron James down there trying to guard AD. You got me fucked up. AD seems to spaz on them as well. You know, let's go. Uh, I'm googling right now. I haven't looked it up. Anthony Davis. It's so funny because um, I see things with my eyes. Like a, I'm not going to bring up Dak Prescott on this podcast. Never mind. I see things with my eyes, and they usually come into fruition through stats. And it, it's funny that it happens that way. Um, but, yeah, it, it's pretty funny. So the first game against the Clippers, he dropped 25-9-5. All right, and then the next game against the Clippers, he dropped 24-6-8. and eight. All right, then the next game against the Clippers, wait for it, I'm just going. He dropped 38-7, and seven, like 30.7-8, and eight, I think. Yeah, yeah, no way, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about a guy that's averaging around 30 points per game on him, and that's his <laughs> that's not, that's not year total versus everybody. And, and then the most recent game they played on the 30th, he dropped 34 points, 17 rebounds. Is that 17 rebounds? Holy shit, he really did. No, no, I'm tripping. I'm looking at these stats are wrong, huh? Yeah, I am. Okay, anyways. He dropped 30 points and 7 rebounds in March. And then in the bubble, 
he drops 34 and 8 against them. You know what I mean? So th- this is show- a consistent trend. You have to pick up on trends in the NBA because trends don't change in the NBA. It's when you see something, oh, the Lakers are bad at perimeter defense. They give up a lot of threes. Has it changed? No. The Heat are good at shooting threes. Has it changed? Nope. Like, there's things that don't change and things that do change in the NBA season. LeBron kicking his gear on is going to change. You know? Giannis not playing 26 minutes is going to change, and it'll make a big difference, right? So I got the Lakers and the Heat in the finals. I'm just going to give it out, man. Lakers win in six. LeBron gets his fourth title. And then people that don't – the thing is it sucks for Braun because at this point that fourth title really doesn't mean anything. I hate to say it. To people – I would say to people that don't have him in the go, like, no, Jordan's still better than him, right? If he does it now, there's no different – there's no change of heart with him being close to Jordan. There's not. It depends on how he does it too, though. If he hits a game-winning shot over Kawhi in Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals, goes on in the Finals – gets his MVP, wins three championships, three different teams, there could be a different narrative, right? But it's always about how it happens. It's not about what happens, it's about how it happens. Let's be real, man. People anointing Kawhi, and we have forgotten that he fucking played against the JV Warriors team. The last three minutes of that, <laughs> that, that game six, because Steph Curry was out there getting quadruple teamed having to pass to a G League roster, you know? But yeah, man, that's the Western Conference preview. All right? Western Conference preview. A lot of good content coming out for me. Y'all should be thankful for me, all right? Once again, man, hey, all jokes aside, man, send me some questions or something. Send me something. Send me some content to get out there, personal questions. I don't give a fuck. Me and my girl questions, uh, funny questions. Like I said last pod. I want that out there. I'm I'm just putting out content, giving people stuff they want to hear. And if it's if it's the same 25, like I said before, same 25, 25,000, whatever it becomes that. Hey man, we ride until the till the wheels fall off. All right. Shooting the shit with Sands, man. Y'all have a good one. Enjoy the playoffs. Y'all know I'll be back next week, next Sunday, coming back with the reactions. And I'm doing heat reactions also. Heat reactions every game. I'll implement them in the pod, throughout the pod. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Y'all have a great day. Y'all know Neil wants some canes. Oh, get around 7.30. Oh, it's 8. Yeah. 7.45. I think August 15th or something, man. Hey, y'all have a good one. Love you guys.